in your life. We're in a month of expectation. Happy birthday, Rock Church. Five years. We're graced at five. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. That's all y'all got. Happy birthday, Rock Church. Happy birthday to our founder. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, O oh God. A season of expectation. Part number one, expect what you hear. The sound of rain. 1 Kings 18.41. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Kings. 1 Kings 18.41. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God. Let it be my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Father, send your power, supernatural power, to the entire region of the Bahamas. Father, in Jesus' name, let America be so beneficial to the Bohemian nation now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you now. Amen, amen, amen. The season of expectation of September to remember. Expect what you hear, the sound of rain. What you expect is driven by the persistence of what you are believing to happen or to occur at that time or in the near future. What you expect is driven by the persistence of what you are believing to happen or to occur at that time or in the near future. What you're believing, expectations, if we are to define that word, it is the act or state of expecting. It is what we call anticipation, the basis of expecting. You have an assurance that something is going to happen, that something is going to occur. When we look at this, we've got to think about our life. What are you expecting God to do in your life? As a child growing up, there were certain times, certain days, certain times during the day where each and every one of us expected to hear that truck coming down the street with music. Everybody knew what that truck was. It was the ice cream man. If you stayed in the hood in the old days, they had that little bicycle and they had that little bell on it with the box in the back with the ice cream. Now, y'all don't know nothing about that. You were expecting that man to come down the street at a certain time. Back in the day, you were expecting for the food stamps to arrive in the mail or to arrive. You were expecting that government cheese. You, you were expecting during Christmas time that, that the tree was going to be full of the gifts that you asked mommy and daddy for. There was an expectancy. You asked early because you anticipated that when the moment came, it would be there. The spirit of expectancy. 
What are you expecting God to do in your life? There are some things that you're expecting growing up as a little girl. You, you were expecting to meet the right guy. You were expecting to meet that guy that was going to blow your mind, that was just going to change your life and put you in that house with the white picket fence. You were expecting some things in your life. But how many even know that, that as you expect that on the other side there is disappointment, there is difficulty, there's some things that occur and happen in your life. And a lot of times, the, 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 the reasons that we lose our expectancy is because we don't know how to remain persistent in expecting it to come to pass. We begin to believe in other things to happen for us because it didn't come to pass the way that we thought it was. And so when we look here at 1 Kings 18, it says, Now Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink. For there is the sound of the roar of a heavy shower. I want you to take some time and I want you to go and read 1 Kings 18. And even if you go back and begin to read 17, when we look at this chapter here, we see Elijah who has been sent back to talk to Ahab. He meets Obadiah on his way and he says, I need you to go and tell, I need you to go and tell Ahab that I need to talk to him. Now, if you understand this story, in the previous chapters, Elijah has just prayed that there would be no rain. There was a famine for three years, and you've heard the story of Elijah going down to the brook, and he's being fed by the dirty birds, and for three years, there is no water. There is nothing there. there there's nothing there, and he's being fed by a dirty bird. He's being fed by something that he never expected to feed him. Ah, Rabbi, come on now. He's being fed by something that he never expected uh, to be fed by, but here it is. You can be the voice of God but you got to understand that although you're the voice of God you've got to experience it the same way that everybody else is experiencing. There was a famine in the land even though Elijah was the prophet he experienced the famine as well that the three years is up he comes back and he begins to talk to Ahab and he tells Ahab to do some things and Ahab goes on to blame he goes on to blame the prophet for the famine he goes on to blame the prophet for the reason that the sons of Israel have been disobedient. He goes on to accuse him, and then they begin to go into a battle. And so now Ahab begins to pull up his prophets. He got 450, 400 of Baal, 450 other prophets, and they begin to compete, and Elijah says, let us see whose God is going to be gone. A lot of us are on the other side of Ahab because of expectations not coming to pass. We begin to worship the Baal God. During the famine, the children of Israel became what? They became, uh, uh, they were in a place of being, uh, not having nutrients. So they lost their faith. They, the lost, they lost their desire to trust in God. They lost their spirit of expectancy to remain in a place where they would believe that God was going to bring it to pass for them. So now they put they trust they put their trust in a God of agriculture. That was the God of Baal. He was known as the God of the sun, the God of the rain, the God of the fire. He was known to make it happen. Many of us are in a place where we have put our trust in Baal. 
Something that a man can do for us because we're in a God-given famine. Ah, come on now. We're in a place where God has us in a dry season. We're in a place where God wants us to be fed by a dirty bird. But because you don't trust that God is going to bring you out of the famine, you don't have an expectancy that God is going to get you to the other side even though you don't have what you need right now. Even though you're starving and you're hungry and you're at a place where your body is just thirsting to be fed but now you begin to trust in a God that you should not trust in. You begin to remake idols before God in your prayer life, in your commitment. You begin to worship Baal. You begin to look at man to begin to do what God wants to do for you. God has already planned for you to live through this famine but you can't lose your expectation. They lost their spirit of expectation in this story and they begin they lost their commitment they lost their desire to trust after the only God that had brought them across the Red Sea that had protected them from Pharaoh's army that had kept them 40 years in a in a wilderness fed them manna every day and they still turned their backs on God but there's a season where God is going to end the famine there's a season where God is going to end the famine. And then there's a season where God is going to say, I'm going to put myself up against the person that you've been trusting in. Uh, you've been trusting in some things right now that have not worked out for you. You've been trusting in Baal, but I'm saying I'm going to be God in your life. Elijah comes along and he says, all right, y'all worshiping Baal. I want to see whose God is going to be God. So let's go to war. Let's play this game. He said, I'm going to even give y'all the opportunity to go first. I'm going to give you a chance to prove that your God is better than my God. I'm going to give you a chance to prove that your doubt is greater than God's trust. I'm going to give you a chance to prove it. He gave them a chance to prove it. And they begin to worship. They begin to do all of these things. And at the end, nothing happened. How many of you have been worshiping things that don't happen? How many of you have been worshiping a Baal God and nothing came to pass for you? You've been worshiping prophet, prophetic lines. You've been worshiping the prophecy. You've been worshiping the worship. But you've not worshiped the God who gave you the word. You've not been worshiping the God who allowed you to lift up your hands. You've been worshiping the moment and not what? The eternal moment. Uh, you've been trusting in things that are not happening for you. You've been trusting in your money and you keep losing. You've been trusting in your own way and you keep losing. You've been lifting up your hands and asking God, will you do it? But nothing ever happens because you have no expectancy you're on the wrong side. Ah, come on now. When we think about it, when we look at this story, when we look at this story and we think about this story, Elijah comes and he's by himself. Sometimes when you're in the midst of a battle, when you're in the midst of a battle with your flesh and your flesh is saying, if you just do this, I'll do this. Sometimes you got to stand alone and allow your flesh to go first. 
Come on, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. But I'm going to stand right here because I believe that God is still God. I believe that God is going to do something in my life. But come on, prove who your God is first. Sometimes you got to talk to your family members like that. Sometimes you got to talk to your friends like that. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got expectancy from God. I ain't going to keep serving this bell. I'm not going to keep serving this God that cannot fulfill me, that cannot bring it to pass for me, that cannot make it happen for me. When you look at this story and the history, it says that, it says that they believed that during this time that the bell God was on a journey somewhere else. Ooh. See, when you think about it, your flesh will go on vacation when you need it to come through for you. Your flesh will disappear when you need it to do something for you. Your mind that's been telling you to go across the street and do something wrong, when you get ready to have it take up for you, it's going to be on break. Why? Because it has no expectation for you to be fulfilled in the first place. They were worshiping a God that did not even show up for them. How many of you have been worshiping things in your life and it has not shown up for you? You've been doing stuff and it ain't showed up for you. You've been coming to church and you say, I ain't fulfilled. People leave in church and say, I'm not fulfilled. You know why you're not fulfilled? Because you're worshiping something that cannot fulfill you. You're lifting your hands to something that cannot fulfill you. My girlfriend, my boo, the club, whatever it might be, it cannot fulfill you. So when you need it, it's not there. So this is the story that they're saying that the bell God at times would go on a journey and just move away. I don't need a God that is going to be on vacation when I need him to show up. I need a God that's going to be right there when I need him, when I need him to show up and to prove himself strong. I don't, I don't need a God, Tierra, that's going to be on break. I need a God that's always on duty. See, that's the type of God we serve. When we look here, Elijah comes now to the mountain of what we call Carmel, Mount Carmel. It was the place where supernatural things begin to happen. And so what he did is he began to say, I'm going to prove to you that my God is the greatest God. I'm going to prove it to you. But as we look into our story here, I want to give you some conditional expectations that you've got to set in place before you get the blessing. The conditional expectations are here. You've got to remain obedient. Don't allow fear to make you go astray in what God has told you, even if it sounds crazy. Elijah had to obey God by going back to the enemy's camp and giving a word to a crazy king. To a crazy king that had a crazy wife that had just killed all of the prophets. And then he tells Obadiah, go back and tell the man of God that I'm here. Obadiah says, you gotta be crazy because I've hidden most of the prophets and now you're gonna put my life in danger. Sometimes when you're expecting God, you've gotta operate off of a conditional expectation, obedience. 
You've got to remain confident God is still God, even if the cards are stacked against you. The cards were stacked against Elijah. Uh, uh, Ahab and his crew outnumbered him. But you've got to remain confident that God is still God. Say it, that God is still God. Even though the cards are stacked against me. Look at it in verse number two. And then the conditional expectation. You've got to remain prudent. Having the insight and wisdom that you need to fight this battle. You've got to understand that you cannot fight this battle without God being on your side. You've got to understand that you've got to have wisdom and insight on who you're dealing with. You've got to size up your target. You've got to size them up. And he sized them up so well that he started mocking them. Oh, maybe your God took a break. Oh, maybe he's asleep. Oh, maybe he just didn't hear you. I mean, y'all dancing, you're cutting yourself, you're going through all of this extra stuff. You, you, for, you 40 days fast, and, and then you go on a Cato diet, and then you go on a body trace diet, and then you go on the next diet, and none of it's fulfilling you. Why? Because you never set yourself in a place where God could meet your need. <laughs> you're trying to allow all of the other stuff. I mean, just look around. Everybody's doing something just to do something because everybody else is doing something. How many of us come to church every Sunday and you're unfulfilled? How many of you go home and you're unfulfilled? How many of you are working jobs and you're unfulfilled in desire and passion? Mm. Think about it. The conditional expectations, you've got to remain obedient. You've got to remain confident. And you've got to remain prudent. But what do I need to expect to happen? An answer from God. God is going to give you an answer in this season, which is what we call the revelation. He's going to reveal himself to you. God is going to respond to your request. Expect something big to be placed in your life that only God can do. Come on, expect that God is going to do something big by responding to you. He's listening to you. He's not ignoring you, but God is going to respond to your request. But as he responds, you've got to expect that God is going to do something big that only he can do. He says, answer me, O Lord, and answer me that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back to you. I need you to do something big where the doctor will begin to say, who is this God? I need you to do something so big where the mortgage company will say, who is this God? I need you to do something big where financial aid will say, who is this God that you're serving? You're not supposed to be here. Your money wasn't supposed to arrive, but you've got money when you should not have it. You've got health when you shouldn't have it. You've got everything that you need when you should be flat broke. Because God answered your prayer. Come on, y'all ain't hearing me. Come on, say it's the month of expectation. Come on now, what to expect? Fire from heaven, a demonstration. Not only is God going to give you revelation, but he's going to give you demonstration. 
Come on now. He's not only going to give you revelation that something big is getting ready to happen, something big that only he can do, but then he's going to give you demonstration. What is the demonstration? He's going to allow fire to fall from heaven. My God. When Elijah built that altar, after Baal was done doing what he was doing, after they failed at what they were doing, he said, now let me show you. Let me show you. He said, God, I need you to give me an answer right now. I need you to show up right now but not only do I need you to show up I need you to demonstrate your power and God demonstrates his power come on now he demonstrates uh, God is going to reward us with a supernatural experience expect a mighty move of God to occur that only God can do he called on God and supernaturally he demonstrated his power by sending fire down to the ground y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying God is going to enlighten you he's going to consume you with fire from heaven a fire that will reignite not you a fire that will consume you a fire that will set you on fire to live for God and to trust him come on now you like that Reverend you like it you like it there's revelation then there's demonstration come on now come on say he's gonna demonstrate what I'm expecting him to do in my life there's revelation and then there's demonstration Come on now. Supernatural. Supernaturally. Fire falls from heaven. And it not only lights the fire, but it says in verse number, in verse number 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering of the wood, the stones, the dust. And licked up the water that was in this. Let, let's stop right there. I understand the ox in the. I understand the ox in the wood. But it said it consumed the stone. Now, now, now there was no gasoline. That there was no jet fuel. But it says that the fire. Now, now this was the same altar. That the Baal God could not allow anything to happen. This was the same altar that they had just tried to get their God to do the same thing. My God. See, the type of God that you serve, he's going to use what you've been using that's not been working. He's going to turn around and use the same trench and make it work and prove to you that you've been on the wrong side, that you've been following the wrong God, that you've been making idols out of some things in your life. He's going to use the same thing that you've been trying to use all your life that's not been working ah they were on the same mountain in the same place at the same location the same altar oh rabbi on the same day rabbi when they asked for fire before it didn't come but now god gives revelation he gives demonstration of his power come on now i got revelation i got demonstration but then the thing that really blows my mind, it says that it consumed the dust. How does fire consume dust? When in most cases, fire creates dust from the smoke. 
from the ashes there's dust. See, that's why God is God. That's why what you should be expecting is a supernatural thing to happen in your life. Something that you cannot explain. Something that you've got to debate in your mind and say, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Now, how do you, how do you consume dust? Because dust is on the ground. So that means that the ground was completely clean. Oh, Rabbi. The dust, the dust, the dust. There is no question. There's no question. Then it says, I like this, it licked up the water. Now, how does fire consume water, Tracy? Now, I know that water can put out a fire, but how does a fire evaporate water? Y'all missing this. See, that's why you got to be close to God. Because when he gives you the revelation, you got to understand that it's going to supersede what he's already told you. So you got to expect that it's going to be something supernatural that's going to happen. Now, God could have just came down and allowed the fire to happen, Michael. Kept the water there. Kept the wood there. Because the wood's going to burn. The animals are going to burn. He, he, he could have kept the dust there. But when something supernatural happens, it supersedes what you expected God to do. Elijah only expected God to show up. But he didn't know that God was going to supersede his expectation. See, you can't just expect that this is going to be a month of expectation. You've got to expect that God is going to supersede, supernaturally exceed what you're expecting him to do. I need 5,000 and I want to give you 50,000. Come on, Rock Church. Uh, come on, Rock Church. Uh, come on, Rock Church. Uh, it's the season. I, I'm asking God for it right now. Supersede my expectation right now. Supersede the expectation right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm asking for 50 souls, and I want to give you 1,000 souls. I'm asking for God to heal this cancer, but I want to heal all of the cancer in your generation. When nobody else will ever experience I want to supersede right now. I want to be debt free, but I want to supersede what you've expected me to do. I want to set everybody debt free. I don't just want to give one miracle, but I want to give all the miracles away. I want to supersede your expectation through demonstration. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, stay with me, Dad. Come on, stay with me. Come on, stay with me. What to expect? Uh, an answer from God. My revelation. Uh, what to expect from God? Fire from heaven. The demonstration of what I'm expecting God to do. Uh, oh, Rabbi, and then number three. I'm expecting an abundance of rain. Manifestation. My God. See, many of us want manifestation before you get demonstration. You want manifestation before you get revelation. But you cannot get manifestation until there's a revelation of what God wants you to do. You cannot get manifestation until there's a demonstration of what God wants to do in your life. And once God demonstrates his power, he will now allow the manifestation of rain to fall in your life. Come on now. How many of you are ready for God to manifest it? I'm tired of hearing it in the heavens. I'm tired of seeing it in the spirit. But I need to see it in my life. I need to see 
it today. I need to see it right now. God manifested right now. I know you got demonstration, but that was for them. I need you to manifest it for me, for my family, for my children, for my mind, for my consciousness. I need you to manifest your glory and your power today, 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 today. Come on, say today. Manifestation. Expect the manifestation of God. Come on now. Come on now. God is going to reveal his plan. Hey, his plan to you. Expect a powerful move of God to take place that only God can do. Uh, uh, Revelation Revelation, he's going to do something big. He, he told you, I'm getting ready to do something big. I'm getting ready to do something big. I'm getting ready to do something mighty. I'm going to demonstrate my power, and then I'm going to demonstrate, and then I'm getting ready to do something so powerful. Well, it's going to manifest in your life immediately. The Holy Ghost is getting ready to fall on you. Deliverance is getting ready to take place. The anointing that destroys the yoke, the yoke of depression, the yoke of suicide, Side, the yoke of murder. I speak it now. Hey, Rabbi, come on now. On the same mountain, on the same mountain, he gave revelation. On the same mountain, he gave demonstration. And on the same mountain, he caused manifestation to take place. Come on now. It's going to take place, Naya. It's going to take place. It's going to take place. Come on. Come on, come on, say have your way. Come on, say have your way. Have your way. Now Elijah said to Ahab, come on now. Come on now, you ain't got to worry no more. Because when manifestation is on the way, that's the season where you rest. You're working during the moment of revelation. Come on now, you're seeking during the moment and you're watching during the moments of demonstration, but now you're resting in the place of manifestation. Why? Because the scripture says that he said, now Elijah said to Ahab, go up, oh Rabbi, don't go down, but go up to the mountain, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the roar of a heavy shower. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uh, scriptures before, he said, God, don't let it rain. God, I pray that it doesn't rain. He prayed at one time and it did not rain for three years. But then he turns around and he says, Ahab, I need you to go up. I need you to eat and drink. I need you to rest. I need you to relax. I need you to turn on the NFL ticket today. I need you to go to a party. I need you to throw a backyard party. I need you to get ready to dance. I need you to relax because I hear the sound of a roar of a heavy shower it's the sound of the abundance of rain but you gotta understand that before manifestation takes place there is a moment where you gotta be persistent to bring it to pass I heard God say it I saw God do it but now I need to see it for myself I need to be persistent he tells Elijah don't just pray one time don't just pray two times don't just pray 
pray three times. Don't just pray four times. Don't just ask for it five times. I need you to keep on going. Keep on going till you get to seven. So I need you to go to the sea and look seven times. And on the seventh time, I need you to understand that your persistence, your expectation, your determination, your trust, your obedience, your confidence, your prudence has worked out for you. What I told you, what I showed you is getting ready to come to pass. I need you to shout expectation, expectation. It's getting ready to happen. We're getting ready to get all that God has for us. I believe the sound of rain is getting ready to fall. The abundance of rain, the roar, the roar, the roar, the roar. I don't just smell rain, but I hear rain. I see rain and it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on now. Come on. Come on. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The abundance of rain. The abundance of rain. It's coming. It's coming. Come on, say it's coming. Come on, say it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. What to expect? What do I expect? I expect an answer from God. I expect to hear. I need revelation. I expect fire. A supernatural fire to consume my life, to consume every broken, shackled, undelivered, idle area in my life, to be set free. Allow the demonstration of God to open my eyes that I might see where I've gone wrong, where I see what I've made an idol before him. Come on, lift your hands. We made some idols before God. And the bell God has been holding you in high bondage. You've not been fulfilled with the promise of God and the rest of God. God is a God that is never afraid to prove himself when he has somebody that trusts him, that believes him. He's looking for people that will be obedient. He's looking for confident people. He's looking for people who will be prudent in wisdom and in insight. You hear what I'm saying? Expect the blessing of God. But before you get the blessing, ask God to give you the revelation of what the blessing is going to be. Ask God to give you a supernatural demonstration. Ask God to allow manifestation to take place in your life. 
our expectation will require our will require our obedience of persistence in prayer and faith for God to show up in this season raise your level of expectation for something big mighty and powerful to take place in your life I'm believing that by January we'll be celebrating in a new building did y'all hear it We need a place where we can create an altar for God to demonstrate a place, an altar where God's revelation can speak. An altar of manifestation. We need a Mount Carmel. Come on now. Did y'all hear it? We need a Mount Carmel. By January, New Year's Eve, we'll have a party in the new building. I'm believing God. Come on now. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. I'm not only believing God, but I'm going to be persistent, and we're going to be persistent in believing God, in aligning ourselves. Now, I'm hearing it in the Spirit. We don't have enough people to get a building. I need you to be quiet. If you don't believe it, just be quiet. Because it's okay not to believe, but I don't want you to speak it. Got to believe it. We don't have enough money. Be quiet. There are people with money, and they're still unfulfilled. People with houses and they're still unfulfilled. People with cars and they're still unfulfilled. <laughs> People with all the riches in the world and they're still unfulfilled. There comes a moment of expectancy in your life that, that God wants to fulfill the longing. Because unfulfillment has to deal with an idol in your life. Did you hear that? Unfulfillment has to deal with an idol in your life. What is the idol? What is the thing that you've been going after that you thought that would fulfill you? And you're empty. You're broken. I'm believing. I am believing God. Believing God. That we'll have our own land. That God will put us in a city. I'm believing that the city is Bedford. Have you guys noticed that every time we moved, we've, we've moved like in a circle? We've never really moved too far away from where we were originally. The first part was the convent. The next part was right down the street in Beechwood. The next spot was right down the street at Chanel. The next spot was right across the bridge, a couple miles away. But the next spot was right in the same area, Mount Zion. The next spot was Solon. All in a five-mile radius. In a five-mile radius. So I believe that God is speaking to us. I believe that God is saying something to us. 
But we've got to raise our expectation. Anybody here wants to be saved today? You're listening by way of our app today. You'll see this message on tomorrow, Tuesday. You want to be saved. I want you to just repeat this after me. Lord, come into my heart. I ask you to save me. I ask you to be my Savior today. Forgive me of my sins and my trespasses. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you rose again with all power to redeem my life. I accept you as my Lord, and I ask that you bring me into your arms today and never let me go. You're in a backslidden condition and you want to reconnect with the presence of God and you want to be close to God again, simply pray this prayer with me as I pray it over your life and I stretch my hands. Father, I'm declaring that you are married to the backslider and that you restore the broken one. You restore the lost back to their rightful place in you. You've given us this mission here at the Rock Church that we create relevant moments where broken and hurting people those who have been backslidden, those who have disconnected themselves, and they need to be restored back to their rightful place in you, we now pronounce them back into the fold. You need a church home and you want to join the Rock Church. You need a pastor. I believe that this is the greatest church that God has created for us in this time. I would love to be your pastor. Simply just go to our app. If you're here, you want to join our church today, Simply come and join me at the altar.